Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. Today, we are joined by one of our head coaches at Cut & Conquer Fitness, Brittany Burgess. Hey guys, what's up? So today we are going to be giving you guys a beginner's guide to the gym. With the time of year it is right now and New Year's right upon us, I know there's going to be a lot of you guys heading back to the gym or just joining the gym for the first time. And even if you are an avid gym goer already, you can definitely get some value from this episode We're going to be walking you through some critical steps when it comes to setting yourself up for success at the gym, feeling comfortable at the gym, overcoming gym anxiety, and really getting the most out of your workout no matter what your fitness level is. We're also going to share a little bit about our first experiences at the gym, the mistakes we made, and how we ended up leveling up our own gym experience. This is really great because I feel like it's a really popular topic. Um, It's The gym is a scary, scary place when you are a beginner and you haven't been. Even if you've taken some time off, like I remember during COVID and like when gyms reopened and we were able to go back, like I was an avid gym goer, but I was still like, I felt like I was new again. There's just always that anxiety about starting at the gym. But you do have to remember, and like we will talk about this, but everyone starts somewhere. At some point, we are all beginners. So you are not alone on this at all. And with us sharing these tips is going to help out immensely as well. Mm -hmm. And you can't get good at something if you don't start. So exactly. Don't be afraid of doing something wrong. Don't be afraid of messing something up. Um, Of course, we want to have really good form and that should be the goal over time. But we all start somewhere. And even though like we know that our form is really good now, when we started, it wasn't. And we had to learn that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I first started at actually when I was working out at home, that's when I first started just with like dumbbells and stuff. And I was like, OK, like, let's get a gym membership. And I just remember like thinking to myself, I will never be able to work out at a gym. Like I was just so terrified. And anytime I thought of it, it brought me so much anxiety. And I was like, everyone's gonna be looking at me like what if I screw up like what if I do this or like you know you said what if my form is off and I look like an idiot but like you said too like we have to start somewhere and like we started somewhere you started somewhere avid gym goers they start somewhere and not you're not going to be perfect right off the hop it's just it is what it is and that's completely fine we're going to learn from our mistakes and we're going to go from there we just have to bite the bullet we just got to start yeah and here's the thing it's like Renee said, you're not going to be super comfortable your first time there, more than likely. And that's normal. Whenever you start something new, whenever you try something new, it's going to be outside of your comfort zone. There's definitely things we can do to make it more comfortable and less daunting. But so many people identify with having gym anxiety or having any type of anxiety, or we identify as 
any variety of things that we can possibly identify with. We can identify as a negative person, as someone who overthinks. But what we want to do and what we hope to help you guys do, especially coming into the new year, is let go of anything that's really not empowering that you are identifying with. Because so many people, they fight for their obstacles and they fight for, oh, well, I can't go to the gym because I have gym anxiety, right? But (laughs) so what? Like in the nicest way, so what? We all have anxieties. We all have fears. We all have this comfort zone that keeps us safe. But we have to be willing to push beyond that. We have to be willing to fight for our vision. We have to be willing to fight for our goals and fight for the things in life that are going to serve us and help us transform into the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. Yes, I love that. And the more that we do this and the more, you know, it's not going to be like your first week at the gym, you're going to get over this anxiety or you're going to be, you know, feel fabulous and super confident. This is, you know, it's stuff that does take time. But once you just start and you make the gym and working out into, you know, a part of your routine and continue to make it a habit, it honestly becomes second nature walking into the gym and the stuff that you worry about before doesn't even exist anymore. Totally. And let's say that you're 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 heading into the new year and you want to lose some weight and you want to start eating better, you want to get in better shape, you want to feel better, bring back your energy, build a little bit of muscle. And you're thinking that the answer to that is to get your ass in the gym. That there is your first mistake. Okay. Because the changes that need to be made need to start first in your mind. If you don't believe you are capable of staying consistent with a routine over a long period of time. Because let's be honest, actual transformations that last take 6, 12 months, 24 months. There's there's no such thing as a fast transformation that's going to be easy, right? So the very first thing is to get your mind right. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe that you can achieve your goal, you're not going to put in the work. You can buy the gym membership, but you're not going to follow through with it. So the the real first step isn't going to the gym. It's setting your mind on success and believing that you are capable of achieving your goals. It is all mental. Like this is all, you know, about getting yourself into that frame of mind that everybody has to start somewhere and you're going to the gym for you. You know, if you're struggling to get into that mindset to go and train, if you're a little nervous about having to go to a gym, you know, to work out for the first time, you're feeling a little self-conscious, you need to remind yourself of your reasons for going to the gym and why you're doing this for you. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, because all of these tips that Brittany and I are going to give you, they will absolutely help and they will set you up for success and they will ease your gym anxiety. But if you don't believe in yourself, like they're not going to do you any good. Yeah, Exactly. So the the first and foremost, most important thing, I think, when it comes to what a beginner needs to focus on when you're joining a gym and or even when you're just starting to exercise again and starting to lift weights again or coming back after a duration of time off is proper form and technique before you worry about how heavy you're going to lift. Yes. No ego lifting. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's more prevalent among men, but... <laughs> Women definitely do it too. And I see it all the time. Oh, they definitely. Like in in Facebook groups, for example, someone will post Mm -hmm. a question. It'll be like, I'm trying to grow my glutes. What should I do? And the comments just say, lift heavy, lift heavy. And like, it's 
so fundamentally incorrect. It's so wrong. It's just like someone saying to build your glutes, do more squats. Like it's so fundamentally wrong that I can't even fucking like, I can't even talk right. That's how wrong it is. Like can squats help (laughs) you grow your glutes? Yes, they can in some instances (laughs) with certain loads done in a particular way but squats are not the best booty growing exercise like they're not even close so probably do less squats if you're trying to grow your ass like probably (laughs) and it might seem i know and i feel like this is a thing too like people especially like beginners or honestly anybody but especially beginners like they feel like if they're not lifting heavy they're not having a good workout but it's completely opposite like if you're doing these exercises correctly and your form is correct. You could be using a light ass weight and reap benefits from that, even more so from lifting heavy and doing the exercise unsafely and ineffectively. It's so true. It's so true because very often, especially when you are new to the gym or coming back after a long time off, we have a tendency to kind of lose maybe that mind muscle connection or maybe not have it in the first place. So if you're trying to do a bicep curl, with a very heavy weight, you can be using your core and your back and your shoulders to throw around these heavy dumbbells. And sure, it might be challenging because it's a very heavy load, but you're not actually working the muscle that you're trying to target. And that's very, very important. Yeah. And it might seem like, I don't know if this is the right word, but using lighter weight it might seem like boring, you know, like boring, like people want to lift heavy and they want to, you know, be working their ass off and they don't want to be lifting light, light weight. But if you have not mastered and perfected that posture and you're increasing that weight, unfortunately, that is a vital, vital part of the process. Yeah. And it's not even like earn your right. It's like if you actually want to have the best results, you need to like lift a proper amount of weight in accordance to what you should be lifting and how you should be lifting it for the structure of your body and what your goals are. Because all of those things are going to matter. The structure of your body, the structure of your rib cage is going to depend on how you set up a shoulder press or a chest press, as is what is your actual goal? Like, are you trying Mm -hmm. to build mass on your chest? Are you trying to tone it up? Like, of course, we can't like spot reduce fat. But with muscle growth, it does matter how an exercise is being executed in terms of like how it's going to impact that target muscle or not impact that target muscle. No, exactly. And just know too, like you're you don't have to be stuck at this lightweight forever. This is just starting. This is just you um, starting your journey, starting whether whatever, you know, most beginners sometimes don't even know what their goals are walking into a gym. So you're not going to be stuck at these lightweights forever. It's just, of course, like with everything, this is going to take time and slowly. And once you perfect that form and get that form exactly how it's supposed to be, that's when we can, you know, you can start increasing your weights slowly. Absolutely. So not to complicate it too much more. So let's go on to, I guess, the importance of like finding a gym that kind of fits your vibe. So like if you're totally don't know what gym to join, obviously you can like ask around if you have friends who go to a gym, like get their opinion, someone who Mm -hmm. kind of like has a similar vibe to you um, because you might also like that gym, find a gym that's closer to your house. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the closest gym, but somewhere where you feel good going. Okay. If it happens to be the gym that's across town that you really love, then that's the best gym for you. 
But yeah. like maybe you don't like the gym that's right next door to your house or maybe you love it. Right. Or maybe yeah. it's more convenient for you. So that is the better option. So find the gym that kind of like you're most attracted to that fits mm-hmm. your lifestyle. Obviously, if you're a shift worker, try to maybe join a 24 hour gym because maybe you have to work yes. out at a crazy hour sometimes. I know in four back, we don't actually have that, which is crazy. Right. It's crazy. You guys don't have a 24 hour gym. Oh, and it's a shift work town. Oh, that's so weird, eh? Right? I know. I know. I have like I have like three where we are. <laughs> no, we don't have a that's crazy. Gym. No, but definitely finding that right gym for you. And like, don't be afraid to do some research. Like Google, check out the comments, check out reviews to these gyms, and then even go to that extra mile of going to these said gyms and most gyms, 95% of them. They can give you quick tours of the gym. Like you don't have to be a member. They can show you around. They can show you the equipment. And then even I remember when I was picking out the gym when I actually moved to Brantford here, I my big thing is the vibe in the gym and the people in the gym. And like, does it fit with me? And does it fit with, you know, my goals and these people? And like, that's a big thing. So actually going to the gym and getting that, you know, just that in-person view of everything going on and how people are, are interacting and the staff It's really big and it's a huge thing with your fitness journey and picking the right gym for you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like almost every gym offers a free trial, especially if it's a gym where you live. Oh, yeah. Um, And worst case, like do a drop in, like try it out. It's better than spending a bunch of money on a gym membership and then not wanting to go. So try a drop in and see if you like it. Try like at least at least two gyms and see which one you like better. Because most gyms they do, I know here, they have um, like day passes. So just freaking go check it out, you know, do a workout or even like if you don't really know, you don't want to do a workout, just go on the treadmill, hop on the treadmill, get the vibe, see what's going on, you know, do your scans, check it out. And then, you know, if you're not really feeling it, go check out another one. But at least definitely check two out. Um, I know that's what I did when I was choosing a gym here. Having options is super key. And then finding that one, it's like buying a house. Like you're not going to buy the first house that you, you know, you walk through unless you freaking love it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that can happen too. you walk into a gym, you fall in love. Cool. Join it. Exactly. Perfect. (laughs) But definitely like just, yeah. Yeah. And then the next really, really, really important thing. Now, here's the thing. A lot of beginners go like, oh, I want to hire a trainer or I want to get a workout plan, but I want to start at the gym first and I want to get into a routine. Eh, Bad decision, bad decision. (laughs) And it's not because we're biased. It's because we have been there. And when you're new to the gym and you're winging it and you don't know what you're doing, not to mention you're intimidated by the machines, you're intimidated by the people, you need a plan (laughs) to follow. Okay. And obviously, I recommend us because we're the best. But obviously, like even a plan from fucking bodybuilding.com is like better than no plan. Right. Yeah. Because in order you're going to the gym to see results, you're not going to the gym to waste your time. And that's what you're doing if you're not following a plan, especially if you're someone who's like not super educated in fitness and in anatomy and in like exercise form and technique. Yeah. That's that's why you don't likely go just buy a house without a realtor because you don't yeah. know everything that a realtor knows and they can optimize your experience just like a coach and having a workout plan will absolutely optimize your experience and your results. It's very, very true, Brittany. Like every time you've had astronomical results in fitness, has it been with a coach? Uh, yes, actually it has. And I was just going to say in my experience, yeah. like I've had coaches, I follow plans, I've 
like I'm usually I'm always on a plan. I have a coach, but I have like these seasons in life where I do, you know, I'll take, you know, like a a month or two off or um, like with a coach and I'll just kind of do it myself. But I remember like following a plan for so, so long with a coach. And then I took a month off of not doing it with my coach. I remember walking into the gym with no plan. This is like the first. It is literally wild. Like I feel like a newborn deer. Like I've never walked into a freaking gym before because I don't have a plan. And I hate every second of it, to be honest. (laughs) I feel you. And not only as a plan, obviously going to optimize your results and get you better results. But like it calms your mind down and it gives you that structure. It's like if someone just threw you in a pile of work and was like, here, do it. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. like I could probably do this, but I don't even know where to start. Terrifying. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same concept, right? So it will help you so much. I feel like like that is the reason I think why so many people quit the gym is because they don't have a plan. They don't understand the value of investing into a coach or into a program. And they just get overwhelmed and they don't see any results in the first month because no one is going to, especially if you're not following a plan. And then they're just like, eh, whatever. Next year I'll try again. Like, yeah. I think no, that's that would be a like a big that will make a big difference for people if you invest in a plan or or not and of course like at least I remember when I first started going to the gym and like I didn't have a coach like it was just me just literally winging it and I remember like trying to follow like we all know like the Instagram workouts and all that shit and um influencers posting you know the swipe workouts and I was like oh I'll just follow these fucking things but it literally it got me nowhere. It was actually even more confusing for me because I was following all these random ass workouts that had nothing to do with me personally, had nothing to do with my goals. And it was literally not getting me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. And like there, we I did a live stream on this in the client community. So if you're a client, you can definitely access this. But just to like like briefly summarize like fitness influencers who post those types of workouts i do agree that there's probably a couple that are decent mm-hmm. but especially being one of those people like your body isn't going to look like my body if you do the exercises that i'm doing not to mention the fact that that said exercise in that video might not have been the exercise i did to build my body to look the way that it looks And even if it is, my body is structurally different than your body. So not only will it obviously Mm -hmm. not look the same, but a different exercise might be required for your body to look the way mine does if that's what your goal is, right? So and and not to mention, like, I I fucking post workout videos too, not that often because it kind of goes against like my beliefs because I don't think everyone should be doing the same workouts. But Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't. I'm just going to be honest. I don't post a video that I don't feel like my body looks good in. So yeah, <laughs> like true. most people don't. No, I know. So just because it looks good in that video doesn't mean that that exercise had anything to do with how that person built their physique. Yeah, no, definitely. It can be very overwhelming, especially when you're a beginner, because I feel like especially now, like there's so many influencers on Instagram that do post workout videos. And like you said, yeah, of course, there's some good ones out there, but most of the time, like they're doing it because, you know, their ass does look good doing those glute kickbacks or, you know, they do look freaking good doing those squats. Right. So I, I, it's definitely. Yeah. Um. So definitely invest in a plan. Another thing that another question that I get a lot in general when people first join the gym is 
how sore should I be? Is it normal to be this sore? Um, will I always be sore? And um, should I work out if I'm super sore from my workout plan? And usually when you first join a gym or even if you're working out at home and you haven't done it for a while, you'll be very sore the first one to two weeks. Like you will be. And <laughs> that's it's normal. So when you're first getting into a workout routine, no matter where you're working out, in my opinion, and Brittany definitely weigh in here, but in my opinion, the first couple weeks, it's important to, quote unquote, push through that soreness because what's most important is developing the routine and showing up for yourself yes. and doing what you say you're going to do and proving to yourself that you can do it. Because if you exactly. just start and you throw in the towel because you're sore, even if you really are really, really sore, you're literally <laughs> just showing yourself that you give up. So yeah. when you're beginning, suck it up. You're going to be sore. It's going to hurt. It shouldn't cause you like acute pain. There's a difference. But push through it and build a routine and start to develop that discipline and prove to yourself that you have what it takes. Because if you throw in the towel in your first week, you're going to do it all week two, week three, week four. And not only will you always continue to be sore because you never get into a routine, but you're never going to have the discipline to be successful long term with fitness. Oh, exactly. And like you just said there too, like if you do, you know, a week of workouts or whatever, and the next week you were just, you're sore and you're like, you're, you know, you're miserable and you're like, I don't like, why am I this sore? Like whatever. And then, you know, you give up and then you're like, well, I'll just try again in like a month. And then, okay, you, you try again in a month. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're going to be freaking sore again. It is what it is. You know, you're stretching your muscles and you're ripping your muscles. And if you're not used to doing that, well, guess what? You're going to be sore. But it's not going to last forever, especially if you build this into a routine and get it into a habit. It'll become way, way easier. So, yes, the first little bit is going to be, you know, it's going to be hard. Like it's not going to be easy. And of course, like we said, you are going to be sore. But if you push past that and get through and get going and, you know, get create a routine for yourself, it'll become so, so much easier. We just got to be a little uncomfortable for a bit. Exactly. And then as you progress and as you get more elite and more confident and more comfortable with training, typically you won't be as sore. There's definitely like some really great supplements you can take to help with that. We won't get into that in this episode. There's other episodes on that. Um, and there's foods you can eat and whatnot. But I'm still sore after a lot of my workouts, not all of them. And being sore isn't like a telltale sign of, oh my God, I had a great workout because you can have a great workout and not be sore. But if I'm being honest, I've been training for like eight years maybe now. And yeah. like I'm still sore after my workouts like 80% yeah. of the time. So it's it's normal. However, usually it's the worst when you start a new training phase or a new program because your body is just like getting the muscles are just getting hit a little bit differently and it, it does subside and you do get used to it and it definitely becomes more tolerable. And when you are at a more elite level, so what I mean by that is basically like training consistently, I would say training consistently for at least a year, at least it then almost kind of shifts to, in my opinion, a lot of emphasis on recovery. Because once you have your routine built and once you have some muscle mass and you have mind-muscle connection and you have really good form, in my opinion, Brittany, definitely weigh in here, but you don't want to be so sore that that soreness is going to 
like impact your performance in the next workout? Oh, definitely. For sure. Recovery is huge, like a huge part of, you know, working out and making sure that we take our freaking rest days because I, when I was a beginner, I thought that I had to work out literally seven days a week and I would push myself. I wouldn't take freaking rest days and I wasn't recovering properly and I wasn't healing my muscles properly. And then that's obviously not going to get you any progress at all. So recovery and our rest days are so, so important as well. Yeah. And if you're a beginner, like a complete beginner, I personally would recommend working out four times a week. Okay. Yeah. Because five times a week is a lot. It could be discouraging for you if you just realize that that doesn't fit your schedule. And working out three times a week, in my opinion, isn't enough because that gives you more days of the week that you're not training than that you are, right? If you're working out three times a week, that means you're not working out four times a week. And in order to build a consistent habit, it's important that you're doing it more days than you're not. So I would recommend four training four times a week. And if you literally have no clue what to do, in my opinion, I would do um, like one upper body day, probably two lower body days and then a full body day, depending like that would be more for like a, a female who's looking to kind of like focus on lower body. Again, it's going to depend on your goals, but make sure you have it figured out so you're not just training your arms like every day of the week or just your glutes every day of the week, that sort of thing. Obviously, you can focus on the muscle groups that you want to focus on. But remember, like Brittany just said, recovery is so important. Recovery is actually when the muscles are actually going to grow. Yeah, exactly. Another little tip to throw in there. uh, I feel like this is a question from that I get from beginners a lot is kind of like how fast should I be doing the workouts and like how fast should I be doing the exercises and how much should I be resting? So when it comes to the actual movements and the actual exercises, slower is always better than faster. Okay. There's a time and place for faster, more explosive movements. But in general, if you can do something slow under a load, you can do it fast. So typically you're going to get better results doing the movement slowly and intentionally. I would probably argue that across the board. There's nothing wrong with doing things fast. It's just that most people can't actually get through a full range of motion with a full contraction properly when they do it fast. They just can't. Yeah. I find like, like while you were speaking there, I was literally just like picturing myself working out and like RDLs and and shit like that. Like when I'm moving slowly through those movements, I feel my glutes, my hamstrings, like if RDLs, for example, way freaking more if I'm just busting through these freaking workouts. And like you said, like get through a full range of motion. We have to be moving nice and freaking slow and moving slowly too, especially for beginners is going to help your mind muscle connection as well, because that's also kind of a hard thing. You've never done that before, never done these movements. Having mind muscle connection is, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but when we move slowly through these movements, it's way easier to picture the muscles actually working than if you're just, you know, rushing through these freaking movements. Yeah, absolutely agree. Another another thing that's that I want to touch on too is is rest time. So yes, for most people, again making a generalization here because there's going to be some outliers, of course. But most of the time, when you're at the gym training, you're going to want your heart rate to like be elevated during your set, and then of course there's supersets and there's drop sets and there's variations, and then you're going to take a rest period, and then your heart rate is going to come back down. 
Some people just seem to think like they should have their heart rate stay up. There is obviously different types of training. But for the most part, you want to take about 45 to 60 seconds, I would say, at least between your sets. For beginners, I don't think you need Mm -hmm. to take more time than that because you're probably not going to be doing a large enough output set to need more than a minute of rest. I would say that's a pretty good general rule of thumb. Would you say yeah, I usually, I definitely wouldn't go over, if you're a beginner, I definitely wouldn't go over a minute for sure. I think 45 seconds is actually fantastic. I usually stick with anywhere between 45 seconds and a minute, obviously depending on what I'm doing, but that usually, that's my sweet spot. And that usually, that's what's good for me. Um, and obviously for a heart rate, like if you don't have like a, you know, Apple Watch or Fitbit, I definitely recommend that you invest in that just so you can watch your heart rate as well. I know that's helped me when I was a beginner. Like it is actually game changing. And it sounds so silly, but when if I forget my Apple Watch or something and I go to the gym, I feel like my workout is completely thrown off because I can't see my freaking heart rate. I can't, I'm like, does this workout even count? But it's actually, it's a huge, huge thing for me mindset wise when I can actually see my heart rate and I can actually see like, it's almost like what I'm outputting, the energy I'm outputting and, you know, where my heart rate's at when I'm resting. I just feel like it's a really, really cool tool to have. So investing in, you know, like a Fitbit or whatever, anything like a smartwatch like that is like really, really key. It's not necessary, but it's definitely helpful. Cool. I like that perspective because I I don't look at mine very much. Oh my God, I look at mine all the time. Like I look at it, but not when I'm working out. Like I literally forget I have it on. But also I agree that like if I forget to turn it on to workout mode or whatever, I'm like, oh fuck. Like it's literally the worst. I'm like, man, like I don't even feel like this workout counted. Or if like I I did it like halfway through my workout, I'm like, well, what the heck? <laughs> Would I understand like, all day? Like burn yeah. nine thousand calories. <laughs> Like, and I don't even like when I'm working out, I don't even check out calories burned, anything like that. I'm really focused on heart rate because I find it is like super, it's a really good tool for me just to keep track of like, you know, my heart rate while I'm working out and then during my rest times as well. I like that. I like that perspective. Yeah. yeah. So next up, wear something that you feel good in. So yes. if you're the type who likes to dress up, do it. If you like to dress down, do it. If you like to wear makeup, do it. Do it. Don't. don't. (laughs) Just honestly, yeah. Be confident. Like why it's already difficult. You know, if you already have anxiety and you're nervous to go to the gym, why the hell would you throw on something that you're freaking uncomfortable in? (laughs) Don't do that. You wouldn't do it anywhere else. Don't do it at the gym. Throw on something that makes you feel like a badass and you put it on in the mirror and you're like, heck yeah, no matter what it is, even if it's a freaking hoodie, and leggings, whatever you do, you it makes you feel like a badass. Freaking wear it. If it's yeah. shorts and a sports bra, you do it. <laughs> like it doesn't matter at all. Full face of makeup, hair done, do it up. So yeah, and and since this is like a beginner's guide to the gym, I'm going to and I want to hear your perspective because we live in different places, literally across the country. So when I go to the gym, if this is again you you wear whatever you want to wear, but I'm just going to tell you like what the kind of general fashion style is. <laughs> If you just want to like blend in, because I feel like a lot of beginners, honestly, they don't care. They just want to blend in. So in Fort Mac, the kind of general idea, people usually wear black leggings. So if you're not super flamboyant, I would just stick with the good old black leggings. Okay. Because for me, I don't like colors that much. So if I wear a color, I feel super uncomfortable suddenly. So if you're like that, 
just stick to black. Wear black because you don't sweat through it. Just keep it black. Black leggings. And then depending on who you are, what you like. So like a crop tank top is a big hit. That's like what I usually wear because I don't like a full tank top length. I feel like if it goes over like my stomach, like lower stomach, I don't like it. It feels too bulky to me. I know that might be weird. Uh, Oh, I agree. So like I would say a crop tank top or a crop like t-shirt with (laughs) higher waisted leggings. You can't go wrong with that. I would if you're if you're new to the gym, I would avoid the sports bra situation just because that can get uncomfortable real quick. And like, I don't like the I only wear a sports bra if I'm like shredded and literally trying to show off. But I don't (laughs) like the workout machines and benches touching my bare skin like it grosses me out. Even if they're clean, it just grosses me out. (laughs) Okay, Um, I feel that. And then if that isn't like your your style, I would do leggings with like a baggy shirt, like a oversized t-shirt. That's what I would do. And then wear like a sports bra under that or like a tight tank top, something like that with now shoes also very important. If you're doing upper body, it's going to matter less what shoes you wear. If you're doing lower body, please take my advice. Wear a flat soled shoe. So like Nobles are really, really good. They're quite expensive, but they're very much worth it. Or literally like Converse or Vans. You do not want to be trying to okay. legs in those dumbass fucking shoes that have an elevated heel and a fucking curled up toe. Like do yourself a favor, throw them in the garbage. If you're doing upper body, not so much of a big deal, but do not wear them for leg day. Yes, no, I agree. And I feel like, our gym what people are wearing are relatively close the big thing with mine is and this is what I wear as well especially you can tell who's doing a freaking leg day (laughs) you can just tell at my gym it's it's, the women it's shorts and like a big baggy tee with like it tucked into their back of their sports bra and they're wearing converse with high socks that's what you know the girls are doing leg day and I am fucking guilty for that because if it's my leg day I'm wearing a baggy band shirt with <laughs> with shorts and converse it is what it is but um especially like even in the winter time like girls are wearing shorts like they just wear track pants to the gym and they just take them off in the change room but a big thing too with us is like black leggings like you literally cannot go wrong with black leggings like it's a staple I you should have like three pairs of them <laughs> at least oh yeah like I feel comfortable like if I'm feeling a little bit bloated not feeling my super confident self like it is what it is I'll just throw on a pair of black leggings with like a baggy t-shirt easy done and done <laughs> yeah yeah I like it I don't like in Fort Mac in my experience I don't see I know the style you're talking about because it's all over social media with like the the shorts and the, <laughs> the man and the fucking socks and the van um, yeah I haven't got into that and I haven't seen it much in format, but I live in like a secluded place in the middle of nowhere. So we're not like yeah. that high fashion. I just actually no, like I just oh, bought the, um, the high socks like the I just bought no right. ones, but I think they're usually like Denmark or Nike. Love Do you wear them. those because I haven't done it yet. Right. I'm going to. I have like three pair like long socks are amazing. Like sometimes I'll even like I'll wear them on like if I'm even wearing leggings, like I'll wear them like I have Gymshark ones and I- and like I just put them over my leggings like especially in the winter time I love them like I have so many pairs like a lot of the I even just get them off of Amazon like super freaking cheap like that's what I just did actually like my stepson I just like took his (laughs) yeah like what I sometimes I'll take Ben's (laughs) like he'll be like where are my socks oh I wear them to the gym (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. So I'm going to give that a go here soon. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And I just like the vibe. Like I feel like that is my that's my outfit that I feel like super confident in. Like I'm like, yes, I'm going to crush it today. But I I do think that a nice like whatever you identify with as nice gym outfit makes a difference. Oh, totally. Like I do sometimes I wouldn't say I have necessarily a better workout if I'm in a cute outfit, but I feel like I have a slightly worse workout if I'm not confident in my outfit. (laughs) I'll tell you, if I'm uncomfortable in my outfit and I'm like, fuck, I wish I had changed or I wish I wasn't wearing, you know, this shirt or these pants, I it affects my workout for sure. Like, I don't even want to look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, why? Like, why did I wear this? Like, <laughs> OK, let's talk about this for a minute, because I feel like we can all relate a lot. And I know this isn't the topic of the podcast, but a body image is a huge freaking thing. Have you ever gone to the gym and felt super good and then you get there and you see another girl who looks 10 times better than you and suddenly you feel like shit? Yes. <laughs> that's a thing. I do. Actually and that's going to happen. More than likely going to happen to every single one of us at some point. I hope it doesn't. Like, I hope you have the confidence to not ever have that happen to you. But mm-hmm. more than likely, it's going to. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um. Yeah. And it's freaking sucks because it's going to happen. And, and like, I've obviously I've had it happen where I'm like in right before I'm going, I'm like checking my gym fit. I'm like, hell yeah, I feel really good. And then I get to the gym. I'm like still feeling pretty good. And then, you know, go to the change room, do my shit, still feeling good, put my music on. I'm like going to crush this freaking workout. And then I see, you know, like a girl in like this really cute outfit and her ass looks really good. And I'm like instant, like, like judging not judging her but like judging myself like like shit (laughs) I don't look like that (laughs) why don't I look like that and then instantly like I just feel like shit which is awful but and it doesn't happen a lot but it does it does happen yeah yeah totally (laughs) it happens to me all the time and I mean, I'm not big on like talking to people at the gym, but for me, I find that (laughs) telling that girl that she looks really good makes me feel better. Yes, I do that too. I'll say like, oh, I really like, I really like your band shirt. Where did you get it? Or like, wow, like you're, or like you look really good. Or those shorts look, you know, make your ass look really good. I do that too. And I feel like it does make me feel better. So throw compliments out. Because not only does it make you feel better, but it also makes that person feel better because I guarantee, I 100% guarantee she's also self-conscious and she probably looked at you and thought the same freaking thing. It's very, very true. Yeah. And it's it's, people like we are so brutal to ourselves. It's insane. Because I see girls at the gym who are tons of different like shapes and sizes at different points in their fitness journey and truly and I'm not even gonna say say that like I'm the best person in the world like I'm not the nicest person in the world I'm not but like I've never once looked at another female in the gym and been like ew or like they look bad or like what are they doing here like never never have had that like even the thought of that I'm like I haven't even had this thought before because like I would never do that and like that thought doesn't even literally doesn't even enter my brain like I've looked at people have been like, oh, they have really bad form or like, oh, they're doing that exercise wrong. But I've never been like, oh, that's an ugly outfit or like that looks bad on that person. Like I've never thought it. So but I think about myself every day, like all the time, (laughs) which is brutal. I guess that kind of goes to into like another thing with the gym is like never feel like you shouldn't be there. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, never feel like you don't have a right to be there because you aren't as experienced or, you know, you're not as lifting as much as the girl beside you or you don't look like the girl beside you. Everyone brings something different into the gym and every single person's journey is completely valid, including yours. Totally. I love I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I do think especially beginners like that definitely can get in our heads. And be like, oh, well, like, do I belong here? What are these people thinking of me? Like, maybe I should switch gyms. And I mean, honestly, most people are thinking about themselves and not you. <laughs> oh my but God, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Never let yourself think that way because it's it's literally silly. It's your own inner critic. It's your own like judgments coming out on yourself. And it's normal. Like, is it great? No, but it's normal to feel that way. You're not alone in feeling that way. And we just have to have tools in place to heal like those wounds that are inside of us because we do have we all have different insecurities and different things that we're dealing with and different things going on in our life and and it can come out in in many different ways but like you're so worthy of your own fitness experience no matter what that looks like oh 100 percent. you belong you belong at the gym as much as anybody else there and just remember 99 percent of the time like we were just talking about no one is freaking judging you each person is way too busy focusing on smashing their own goals, you know, checking their themselves out in the freaking mirror. You know, it's obviously easy to feel like everyone is watching and judging here every single move, especially when you are a beginner. But honestly, the reality is that no one really cares. And a tip for that, too, if you're struggling with this is get some freaking headphones on and blast out some of your freaking favorite music, motivational music. Trust me, if freaking helps when you have tunes in your ear that get you freaking going it totally just kind of takes you away from reality and you just get zoned in Mm -hmm. i love it yep good playlist or whatever it is that you like to listen to like maybe it's a podcast maybe it's like motivational tracks like whatever it is focus on yourself have your plan review your plan before you get to the gym that's a big one because when you're new or you're at a new gym and you don't look at that plan and then you get there and then you feel all scattered. And like, if you have bad anxiety, that could be enough to just like trigger you to leave. So yeah. <laughs> review your plan, like know what you're training that day, know what exercises you're going to be doing. Worst yeah. case, that machine is taken and like you need to substitute a different one, right? But at least you have that plan in your mind. You kind of know like the the directions you need to walk around the gym, you know, where the machines are. Like make sure you've scoped out the gym, you've scoped out your plan, you're confident, you're ready to go. You don't have to overthink anything because when we start overthinking, that's when like the anxiety kicks in. Yes. And we've said this so many times on this podcast, but it's literally so true. But not having a plan is like, it's just it's it's not going to get you anywhere. Like winging it for anything is not going to get you anywhere. So like a fail to plan is a plan that's going to freaking fail. So just make sure you have that plan laid out and it doesn't have to be anything freaking crazy as long as it's something that you can follow and you trust me in experience, your anxiety will be much, much lower if you have a solid plan for yourself to follow walking into that gym. Yep. And if I feel like we've said this before too, but if you Google your gym, you can usually see on Google like the busiest times and the least busy times to go to the gym. Like it'll show you that. So try to go at the least busy times, like when you're first adjusting. Obviously, that's probably not going to work 
every single day and you're probably going to have to go at the busier times. And even like, I don't have gym anxiety, but like, I don't like going to the gym when it's super busy. It's just annoying. Like there's too many people around. Oh my God, I hate it. So like this time right now, like 5.30 my time, like right now, like 5.30 my time right now at the gym is wild. Like the parking lot. And like, as soon as I, if I have to work out at this time and I pull up to the gym, I'm like, are you kidding me? And like all the machines are taken. There's so many people there. I'm like, man, and then throw in if you're a beginner, like I'm daunted by it. Like I couldn't imagine being a beginner and walking into that. Yeah. But I mean, you could flip it around and be like, well, there's so many people here. No one's even going to notice me. True. 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 Either way, I hate it. <laughs> I, I agree. It's not my favorite. I freaking hate it. My favorite. Yeah. And then above all of that, I guess, is just stay consistent because results do take time. Even if you're on like a fast track and you're doing everything right, it does take time to build it into your lifestyle. It takes time to develop like the long term discipline. Your journey is going to be different than everyone else's journey. And the reality is there's going to be people who have faster results than you. There's going to be people who have slower results than you. It's just the name of the game. So stay focused on you. You can look to others for inspiration. Like, I don't, Brittany, give me your thoughts on this, but I I do compare myself a lot, but I have yeah. lately, the last couple of years, honestly, been comparing myself for inspiration. Like I look at other people who I inspire to look like or be like, and I, I'm like, wow, like if this person can do it, so can I. So don't compare yourself to be destructive. Compare yourself to be empowered and to get inspiration. But again, know that like your journey is going to be different. But if if this is like the bottom line, most important thing, if you stay consistent, if you don't give up, you will be successful. Yeah, no, definitely. And I kind of, you know, not everyone in the gym or on your freaking Instagram feed is at the same point in their journey as you are. And that's completely fine. So don't be comparing you know, your start to someone else's final destination because everyone else is at a completely different point in their journey. Of course, like you said, use them as freaking inspiration, but don't let it get you down. You don't have to be doing it like them. You can do it like you and get the results that you want. And I think it's also um, important to note your fitness journey and your experience at the gym is not going to be linear. You're not going to improve every week. You're not going to lift more every week. You're not going to lose weight every week. You're not going to gain muscle every week. You're not going to feel amazing every week. Like at Cut and Conquer, we really try to drive home and teach to our clients like how to embrace that positivity throughout the obstacles, how to let go of negativity and not identify with it. But the reality is like you're not just going to always get better, right? There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Being okay with that and embracing the entire journey and embracing the process and just focusing on what you can control and on that like 1% better mentality. And you're never going to go backwards if you can do that. Like you might go up, you might go down, but you're going to still be moving in the right direction. Like I have really shitty gym days. Like I have really, sometimes I have shitty gym weeks, like, or even I get into like a, like a, just a weird phase, like a couple of weeks where I'm not feeling my best or I'm not you know, performing like I was like a month ago when I had a really good gym month, like, and that's totally, totally fine. The most important thing with that is though, is that you don't throw in the towel and just fucking quit. You got to keep going, keep going. And so that, you know, um, that routine, your habits and just keep going. Like you said, 
it's not going to be easy every single day. You're not going to have amazing workouts every single day. And that's completely fine. It's normal. I go through it. Christina goes through it. Everybody goes through it. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to throw this in here because I feel like it would be a terrible sin to not. It's just, if not more important to focus on your nutrition as it is go to the gym. Because your nutrition is actually going to make a bigger difference on how your body looks. Okay. Going to the gym is fantastic. But if you're going there to lose weight, you can go to the gym every single fucking day of the week. You can follow a great plan. But if your nutrition isn't in alignment with what your goal is, you're not going to see results. Yes. Don't neglect good freaking nutrition. Your fitness journey does not end when you step outside of that gym and go home. When you're fueling your body, with is also important and should not be neglected. Make sure you're giving your body enough to get through your sessions, um, you know, while also eating a healthy, balanced diet that you can, that, you know, is sustainable and that you can maintain. That's how you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So I think that's that's everything we really wanted to cover. I'll do a quick little recap. And Brett, if there's anything I missed, just like throw it in. (laughs) Yeah, so... When you are joining the gym, when you're getting back into the routine of going to the gym, the first thing you want to do is get your mindset right. If your mindset isn't in it, if you don't believe in yourself, you might as well not start. Let's be honest. (laughs) Once you get your mindset in the right place, you're getting that gym membership. You want to find a gym that really resonates with you, that aligns with your lifestyle, that you feel inclined to go to. You're not going to go to a gym that you hate. Once we've gotten that far, you want to invest in a plan Um, of some type, at least it's going to help with the anxiety, easing the anxiety. It's going to give you some structure. You're not going to be walking in there completely blind to what you're doing. And then focusing on form and technique over weight. Honestly, for the first couple of years, that's my opinion. We want to challenge ourselves with weight, but form and technique should be your number one focus until perfect form and technique is literally autopilot for you. You're going to be sore, especially when you first start. Um, it's normal. As you progress with fitness and with your gym routine, you will likely become less sore over time. Super important to stay hydrated when you're doing your movements. Slower is typically better than faster. Faster isn't necessarily wrong, um, but we usually recommend slow. Wear comfortable clothes, wear clothes that you are confident in, that you feel good in, have a good playlist on, something that you feel inspired to listen to, and be consistent. That's really yeah. all there is to it. Definitely. Did I miss anything? Um, No, other than, and like, this is a big one too that goes along with everything. And we talked about this at the end, but never feel like you shouldn't be at the gym. You, you freaking belong there no matter what, no matter what stage you are, fitness journey, you belong in the gym and instill that in your freaking mind. And don't neglect your nutrition. And no, yeah, that's important. <laughs> cool. That's important. <laughs> so hopefully this one gave you guys some value and some tips to feel good in the gym, feel confident in the gym, join a gym and get your training plan in order. Heck yeah, you're going to kick some ass in the new year. Let's do it. That's it. That's all you guys. If you got value, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag us at Nicina at B Burgess. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. 
And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.